Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Six minutes after nine, you little boogers. How are you? How you doing, little partner? Six minutes after nine on a Thursday. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. How are you doing? What's going on? You know, it is Thursday, and I'm going to be honest with you, and this might upset some folks, but man, I'm a little tuckered out, man. I'm just, I'm already tuckered out. Good on him. He did a, did a video last night. I'm going to be even more honest uh, about the Tucker thing, and I'm going to talk about, you know, I, we still have some audio, right, James? A couple of cuts. And uh, uh, I, I had an adventure in the Hill Country yesterday, which we'll tell you about later on, but uh, got home, and right about the time my wife and I are sitting in a drive through window, or a drive through line at Chick-fil-A buying us some Jesus food, uh tucker carlson uh, released his twitter video his first you know in-depth or sort of in-depth response to getting fired from fox news on monday he released it about the same time that he would go on the air normally and you know I, and i had i don't know if I, I i it's all a blur this week so i don't remember if i mentioned this on the air or not but i'll be honest with you the last few months of watching tucker i was kind of getting sick of him to be honest with you and a lot of it was the silly high-pitched girly laugh and it's kind of taken on a certain smugness. And so it was just from a consumer point of view, I was I was actually turning into more of a Jesse Waters fan, which I never thought I'd hear myself say. The thing about Jesse is once you get past the idea that his shtick is his arrogance, <laughs> you realize Jesse's really on top of things. I'll be glad when he gets back from maternity leave. The Gutfeld said something hilarious last night on 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 the Gutfeld show, because he's just Greg. He's He's Gutfeld, man. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Gutfeld just lives in his own galaxy there. And he was he was talking about Democrats in some regard and how he's done uh, validating their frail, narcissistic view of themselves. And he said, like when Jesse starts talking about fill, you know, taking over that 8 p.m. slot. <laughs> you know, it was a great line. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm sure they're all I in that, but point being that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was a huge Tucker Carlson fan near the end of it. I, I, I like what he does and I like what he did. Uh, and certainly, uh, he spoke truth to power, I guess, one too many times and the powers that be cut his ass loose. And, uh, you know, and again, as I said yesterday, he's, he's going to be fine. He's, you know, he's, it, it, let me, in other words, you know what, if you're somebody who is praying outside of an abortion clinic and a whole bunch of ninjas from the, uh, FBI descend on your house with long, you know, with rifles and stuff. Okay. You're, you're putting something up a little bit more for grabs than, you know, Tucker losing his multi-million dollar gig, which he can just go out and start his own network if he wants. He can pretty much do whatever he wants. Uh, If you're a guy with a funny hat on and you're upset about an election and you're screaming and yelling with a bullhorn about how unfair it is and you're a military vet and he actually didn't do anything violent. In fact, the Capitol Police led you around by the hand, uh, opening doors for you. Okay, what you're putting up for grabs is your freedom because that guy sat in jail for two years. Beyond how our process is supposed to work, dude went to jail. Who was the guy a few years ago that made the the movie uh, and they, they slapped his ass in jail too? So, you know, I, 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 I feel for, I don't feel for Tucker. It's like, he's fine. You see the video where he's laughing on the golf cart. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'm just saying in, in this battle for truth, which he's right, that's what we're in. We're in a battle between bullcrap and truth, which you can also translate into good and evil. Because the one thing good always is, is what? True. The one thing that evil mostly is, is what? Bullcrap. <laughs> At the heart of it, it's a level of bullcrap. And we're there. 
we are there. We are there where you no longer have one or two litmus tests that you sort of have to pass in your life as you go through your business to keep your job or, or for your life not to be ruined or what have you. Now you're faced with a litmus test almost on a daily, hourly basis. How do you feel about dudes in dresses competing in sports? How do you feel about black people? How do you feel about fat black people? How do you feel about climate? How do you feel about, uh, you know, immigration? How do you feel about any number of things that the forces of evil are shoving down your throat every single stinking day? And all I'm trying to say that if you don't have $20 million in the bank and you're just somebody in your life who dares to speak the truth, whether it's at a school board meeting or outside an abortion clinic, okay, all kinds of bad stuff can happen to you. Because of where we are. So, Tucker, yeah, okay, great. I get it. You know what? We're also watching a whole bunch of multimillionaires slinging it out, you know, or slugging it out. I get it. And I don't begrudge anybody their freaking riches. Uh, If somebody wanted to pay me a million dollars a year to run my mouth, I'd take it. (laughs) I'd like to try on the whole rich guy thing and see if they're as bad as everybody says. But, again... Okay, we can look at a guy like Tucker Carlson and form opinions, but this stuff is coming to you. This stuff's going to be on your doorstep. This stuff's going to be at your your workplace. This stuff is going to be in your world. This stuff is going to be at, it probably already is, at your kid's school. And guys like uh, Tucker Carlson, certainly they inspire people and they stand for truth, which he did and does. And I absolutely believe that, whether I appreciate his stupid laugh or not. But, you know, the real battle lines of this thing that we're dealing with, that we're in right now, aren't on Fox News, CNN, the Jimmy Kimmel Show, anybody's freaking podcast, whatever it is. The battle is in your life, in your circumstances. You look at Prop A here in San Antonio, okay? Prop A is, is not some thing that Gutfeld or, you know, freaking Wolf Blitzer or, you know, The View or any of those people are going to be talking about. They talk about it in other cities on a daily basis, and we kind of know where the opinions, you know, we kind of know what the division is there, where, where the split is, right? Tends to be reason over, you know, nonsense, honestly but the battle honestly really tangibly is being fought not on your tvs and computers and laptops and, and phones it's being fought in your life and what are you what's your line uh, you know, what, what's, what, what, and that's, the, and I, the only reason I'm bringing it up to you is because this is what I ask myself. It's what I, you know, what, what's my line? Where, 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 where's the demarcation point for me when I'm saying, okay, no further? Nope, no further. And whatever happens as a result of me saying no further, and this is the truth, this is how I view the truth, this is the truth, this is what's right. And what's going to happen to me, I'm not saying me personally, because I'll be fine. I Look at what I do for a living. I'll be all right. All right? But, you know, for you, you know, at, at, at what point am I willing to lose a job over speaking the truth or, you know, agreeing to a lie? Because it's not just the tranny stuff. It's a lot of other things. You know, at what point am I willing to lose money? At what point am I, you know, that, that's really where we are. Because whether you think you have the right set of opinions or the wrong or, you know, whatever, or you think guys like me are Nazis or what have you, you could have all the great opinions in the world. You could have all the proper opinions. Man, you could be woke up the yin-yang there. And you can believe tranny women are actual women. You could believe that, you know, uh, evil corporations are killing Mother Earth and it's, you know, climate change and... People are awful and we're a form of garbage. Having babies is oppressive. You can have all those fancy opinions and check off all the boxes, but man, if you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, they're going to come after you as well. Eh, J.K. Rowling. The battle for truth is going on in your life and in my life. 
and it kind of begins also, and maybe this is where I am right now also in, in my life. It, 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 step number one is you have to do as much as possible to eradicate the bull crap in your own life, your own bull crap. I work on my bull crap constantly. I'm not saying that to humble boast because half the time I lose to myself and my bull crap. But I can't start really uh, uh, eyeballing and taking uh, acknowledgement of the bull crap around me if I'm viewing it through a curtain of my own bull crap. Does that make sense? That's where we are. We really do need a spiritual renaissance. Not only in America, but on planet Earth, for this very reason. Uh, and uh, the battle lines are pretty much drawn. And, you know, if you're asking my opinion, uh, and I'm already tuckered out. I'm not even thinking about Carlson anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, the bad guys are winning. <laughs> right now, the bad guys are winning. And uh, Tucker's right when he says, you, you, if you can hear the truth, it still exists. I would submit to you, even if you can't hear it, it still exists. So, I don't know if any of that crap makes sense, but there it is. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Here's Debbie. Debbie, how you doing? I'm doing good, good, uh, Sean. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Sean, I, you know, three things I'd like to say today. This morning, while taking someone to school up here in the hill country by Bulverde, I just heard that she saw they're letting a sixth-grade boy go into the girls' bathroom. Excellent. You know, that's crap. Wow, that's great. That's crap. Yeah, it is. The second thing thing is Biden is going to run for president. Now we have Trump, who did wonderful for us. And now they have him on a rape charge from happened 30 years ago. Oh. And, you know, Which has been disproven over and over again. The, the, the accuser doesn't even remember when the hell this supposedly happened. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's I'm, par I'm, for the and course. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, what is wrong with us American citizens? Don't, don't, the, don't the Democratic liberals see what's happening to our nation? You know, I think some of them do, and I and I got to take a breath. I think some of them do, and I think even if they don't say a single thing to another human being, maybe that'll make the difference when they're actually pulling levers, uh, as they say, in the voting booth. I don't know. We'll see. But a lot of, uh, and thanks for the call, Debbie, a lot of folks are just choosing not to see what you and I see so very clearly and what guys like Tucker Carlson also see very clearly. 210-599-5555. Listen. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It's certainly understandable to want the person you love to be committed to you exclusively, to be monogamous, to tell all other suitors or would-be lovers to back off and stay away. He or she is with you and only you. And indeed, you have the right to demand of the person you want to be the significant other in your life that kind of commitment. But you also have to know that love can't just be an obligation. Wow, man. Jerry Springer has died, according to TMZ.com. He passed away at the age of 79. Uh, uh, I didn't, I haven't followed Jerry Springer in a number of years. Uh, 79 years of age, he had cancer. Well, fairly recent diagnosis, I believe, as well. Um, and so Don Morgan just sent me the text. It's just the news just broke, right? TMZ is the first, and so we're we're kind of hearing this for the fir- for the first time. Yeah, it's showing up everywhere else now. So. And guys, I mean, Tucker was talking about noise last night. Noise, really, the noise of the American culture. Jerry Springer. I mean, the name just evokes. <laughs> He's People, rednecks, rednecks just, and trannies screaming at each other. But he's and, a legend. He did he, politics oh, and I, then got busted oh, and then yeah, shows. I'm not dissing him. No, no. He, he did that gig for 27 years, man. Wow. That show went on the air in 1991. I had to look it up. It just went off the air in 2018. He used to beat Oprah on a regular basis in some major cities. Yeah. Uh, and arguably began between he and I would say Morton Downey Jr. before him, mm-hmm. 
but especially Jerry Springer, just really created, in a sense, reality television. Well, uh, was it Phil Donahue to start? Was he one of the first? Well, Donahue, Donahue yeah, but was Donahue, the first guy to do that type of that show. That midday, daytime stuff, yeah. which frankly yeah. in the 70s was marketed towards housewives, yeah. and yeah. you did a, they did politics, but Phil would do a lot of what we now call fluff stuff, you know, yeah. lifestyle stuff. Right. And uh, and then Springer uh, took, took it, it and ran <laughs> well, and said, well, no, let's put the crazy people on yeah. the air. And they even set it up to be like Donahue. They, you know, because when you tune did, in, yeah. you see this, this you know, middle-aged white guy with glasses <laughs> standing in an audience, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Oh, that was such well, a good it, show. It, it really kind of was, and you're right, yeah. and the whole point of it was to set people up to go for each other. And, yeah. and the people, you know what, after a while, the people who participated knew what they were doing. They, they also knew they were part oh, of the yeah. whole thing. Right. And he would get the most bizarre human beings he could possibly get on the air. And then he would wrap it up. He always, always had, his final thoughts. for his credit, <laughs> he always had a very positive message at yeah. the end. Like, hey, maybe it's not good to have sex with dogs, you know? Or maybe it's not good to produce a child with, you know, every female you encounter and then forget about them. I mean, he would, right. he would have some kind of little moral play at the end. Sure. But, man, talk about changing American culture on the shoulders yeah. of one guy. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I, you know, I have to agree. Love it. or And, and that was the thing with him. You loved him or you hated him. I, I thought it was it, it's, it was yeah, American yeah. sideshowism at its best. I mean, oh, this sure. is really what – this is yeah. the heart of American culture in its sense is this kind of crap. Because you could it's watch – It's always been that way since P.T. Barnum. You could watch that show, and it didn't matter – I think I may have watched it a dozen times right. while it was on. You could watch it, and you're thinking – I know that person. I know. I know somebody, somebody just like that. that. Yes. I dated somebody just as me- <laughs> I might have been married to somebody like that at one point. Yeah. As messed up as that guy. I just got back from Florida on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the fights like, were great, though, weren't they? They were. Yeah. You know. Well, and, that's why we know Steve Wilkes, well, right? Well, was yeah. he but, the bodyguard? Yes, Steve. But see, what I liked about Springer is that he made no bones about it. There was no yeah. justification. He didn't say it was anything else. Like Geraldo would try to do the same damn thing, and then oh, you know, I'm I'm a hard journalist. I'm a hard journalist. Like the hell you are, news. you know. Yeah. And Springer was very honest about it. This yeah. is what we do. He went for the lowest common denominator and was proud of it. And was proud of it. And <laughs> and but to his credit, would say, hey, you know what? These are real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> was he? I, what's the, that? Was he the mayor of Cincinnati? He was, he was. in the mid seventies at yeah. some Cincinnati. point. Yeah. He, was, he, he was ran a, for city council, I think. He ran for he was on city council. He yeah. ran for mayor. He ran for senate or, or congress. And yeah, and that didn't ran for governor. That didn't work <laughs> yeah. out. But you know, and I think that's the thing I always enjoyed about him was that he 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 didn't leave any stones unturned. Didn't matter what it was, he went for it. Every he time. really did. You and, know? and the one thing that he probably never thought he would be successful at, he was successful at. Because you know, was he wasn't video. a guy who, throughout the first first part of his adult life, was a showbiz guy in any way, ah, shape, was, or form. He was like us. He was just an old radio guy. Yeah. That oh, that's right. To, right. Yeah, he, did, he had a radio to show. Fall into the, to this TV show. I, I got to take a break, but I got a couple more thoughts. I actually have an experience, Jerry Springer experience. We'll uh, we'll talk about when we get back, but and then talk we're, about are his we going to start a fight here in the studio? We should just Rhyme for up. memory Rhyme of him. Up. You know. Rhyme up. <laughs> That ain't my baby, Don Morgan. That ain't my baby. I don't know whose baby that is, but it ain't my baby. I'll take any damn test you want. <laughs> All right. 210 <laughs> It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We're all talking about Jerry Springer. He's passed away at the age of 79. We just, uh, Don Morgan picked up on it from TMZ a little while ago. And you really can't under, you know, overstate his impact on American culture and media. And I, I stand, I had no idea that he had such an extensive radio career and that he began, I just didn't know. I haven't followed him. In my mind, he was just, oh, that's that politician guy that got on the TV. But he started at Tulane when he was in college on the uh, progressive radio station there. Right. Which con- uh, uh, In New Orleans, which continued even when he, he he worked for a station in Cincinnati when he was mayor. Yeah. So I guess he's, I never knew that, that he was on radio on the, on the radio that long. Mm-hmm. 
And they said that they were all laid back, progressive stations, so they would let Jerry just kind of do it, say whatever he wanted to say. Play some Emerson Lake and Palmer. Right, you know. You can't be dumb and go to Tulane. Well, that's true. The dude is smart. Tulane's a pretty tough college, you know, and and, uh, uh, actually my daughter's mom went there. So, you know, it's not a – that's – not a small college, obviously, right. but he was on the air, and uh, so you know, by the time he gets to the TV show, he's got some political experience. But I didn't realize that he had that much broadcasting experience. Yeah, uh, and I saw him uh, years ago when I was uh, uh, when I was working out in L.A. Uh, as it were, my daughter's uncle was dating the executive producer for America's Got Talent, so she got me into a taping of the show. Which was on a Saturday, and it took all day. It was like nine hours. It took him to, to shoot that stuff. Oh, no thanks. And this is well. This is when Springer was the MC of that show. Uh, and you had Hasselhoff there, uh, looking like he's going to fall over at any moment. Uh, Sharon Osbourne was one of the judges, and Piers Morgan was there. And we're all sitting there, and you know how it is. You guys know how what a TV shoot's like. You know, you something happens for about. 10 minutes and you sit on your ass for <laughs> for 40 minutes or whatever until they set right. up the next act or whatever. It's a very long day. And I remember being extremely impressed by Springer because what Springer would do is he just hung out with the audience. Yeah, I'm serious. Like Hasselhoff, the producers were telling us, like, well, Hasselhoff is in his room, like, doing shots. <laughs> yeah, every time Hasselhoff would come out, he'd be a little wobblier, you know what I mean? And Sharon Osbourne kind of disappeared, and he didn't really. But Springer would just hang out with the audience, and he would make you laugh. He would just would like do comedy routines, and he started telling stories. And Jerry Springer was one of the funniest dudes I've ever seen. He was hilarious, and I could have, I almost like didn't want the taping to continue. I was like, can we just let Jerry keep talking? Because <laughs> he, he's just a guess, I guess, and I had never known that about him. He's just a very naturally. Funny man. I mean, he's very funny. Yeah. So he's Jewish. I didn't know that either. He's a Jew. <laughs> his both of his. No, I'm reading this right now. Both wow. of his grandmothers died in concentration camps I didn't know in that. Poland. Wow. And he was born in London, England, in the tube station at Highgate. Oh my God. No, this dude's life is amazing. Wow. And you know what was that? Did you ever when when you would watch him? Right. I always got the impression. That he was so much smarter than people gave him credit. Oh for. yeah, because the look on his face when all of that was going on, he knew exactly what he had. <laughs> because there would be all these fights going on. You know, there's like half naked rednecks <laughs> rolling around. You know, and he's just standing right, there right. with a microphone in one hand and some index cards in the other. Right, got his arms crossed, and he's looking like a proud dad back there. He's just kind of you know? like. You know. It's like, can you believe this? Yeah. Can yeah. you believe this? I mean, that's the look. Yeah. Can you believe this? You this is what this? I do. And he's going to like, yeah, I went to Tulane. I went to Tulane. Yeah. And, and here I am yeah. with, you know, uh, these screaming weirdos. He could have done anything, I'm, really. Yeah. I'm 22 years old. I have four kids. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, dating this guy on and off for a year and a half. He's. Uh, is he the father of any of them? No. <laughs> no, a logical question. <laughs> now, we can have, and maybe we will, a very fancy schmancy discussion about uh, the guy. You know, that, the impact of that kind of media on American culture. Yeah, and sure, there's good and bad. And you know what? What Springer was doing, you know, thirty damn near thirty years ago, is now standard. Okay, Wolf Blitzer does the same damn thing. The View does the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. Fox News does the same damn thing. They're just not doing it with rednecks. Okay, no, they're, they're doing it with pundits. It's the same damn thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and we can have that 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 conversation. But you know what? And say, oh, those people are freakish and weird, and that was kind of the allure of it. Like, you can't believe these people exist. You know what? These people exist. Yeah. And you watch. You know them, what? They're you watch to... them every day. They just dress better. My wife will tell me stories about people that she has known over the years who are in precisely the exact same situations that you would see on Jerry Springer, and say, "No, that can't be real." You know why? These people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> people are just nuts. Springer knew they were nuts. Mm-hmm. And Springer knew that people would want to watch other people go nuts. Yeah. And they did. Yep. 
for 27 years. <laughs> for 27 years. You know, I, I used to love the people who would look down their snoot at a guy like Jerry Springer and say, ah, oh, he's a flash in the pan. Ah, oh, this is. People no. don't really like this. 27 years. Even, the show just went off the air in 2018. Yeah. Even if that show hadn't worked out for him. There's no doubt in my mind that he would have found something oh, else yeah. and been successful at it. Absolutely. He, you know, either he was a, a, a seriously driven human being, because nobody is that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, oh, that's right. And you know why he did that? Because he wanted to learn how to dance so that when his daughter got married, he could dance with her. Right is that really? Oh, that's yeah. great. What a great story. Dude, he's cool. And if, you, if you're looking down your snoot at Jerry Springer on this day of his passing and you think, uh, well, he just exploited freaky-deaky people, okay? If you want to see a freaky-deaky person, go into the mirror, go into the bathroom and look in the mirror. Yeah. Because the, the side of America that Jerry Springer showed us is real. It's, that's part of who we are, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of who we are. Uh, 21059. So Jerry Springer, again, uh, dead at the age of 70, 79. Uh, what we are told is from cancer, that he had a, a short bout with cancer, obvious, uh, that we know of. It wasn't very long ago he was diagnosed. And uh, very young, 79. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. When do you listen to 550 KTSA and FM 1071? As soon as I uh, get up in the morning. A morning of news and information starts a great day. Traffic reports. The national and local news. The KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware at 5 a.m. Makes my morning. Followed by Ware and Rima at 7. Only on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Obviously, we've been talking about the passing of Jerry Springer at the age of 79. Uh, re- uh, reported by TMZ just about, I don't know, 20, 20 30 minutes ago. And uh, it brings about a whole new conversation about noise in America. And Tucker uh, finally addressed his firing from Fox uh, last night in a Twitter video, and uh, you know he was he was good. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what else you say if you're Tucker Carlson in that situation. He pretty much said everything he, he I, I could visualize him saying in re- response to this about truth and noise, uh, about the people who fight the truth and want to silence the truth, get weaker. Uh, the more people stand up for the truth, and certainly I believe in that stuff. I think he's right. Um, the, the, tr- the truth isn't always successful, though. <laughs> you know, in 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 outlasting or outliving uh, the people that want to silence truth, history is is littered with with nations and communities and cultures that were destroyed by uh, liars and people who were full of crap and who wanted to silence the truth speakers, as it were. Uh, you know, I, I, like I told you earlier on, I'm kind of, I, I, I think the, the bad guys won in regards to Tucker because he's not at seven o'clock anymore on Fox news. It's going to have a negative impact on Fox news. Obviously it already has. And while Tucker may go on and do all kinds of really, really cool, successful stuff, which I'm sure he will. Sorry. He's just never going to be the guy on the air at seven o'clock at night. You know, every single night, five nights a week on Fox news. And th- th- there's some people that he won't reach anymore as a result of that. So the bad guys won in that regard. But he mentioned yesterday this business, this idea of noise. So once you take a break from the noise, once you get away from the noise for a few days, it, it, the intimation is that you you are able to see things more clearly. And he's actually he's absolutely right. The the problem is. Okay, all of it is noise. What I do here, to a certain extent, well, first off, physically, it's actual noise. (laughs) Sound vibrations. But culturally, we are a very noisy culture right now. And everybody's making noise. Uh, My favorite word right now to use is tribalism. We are very tribal in that we're not not really having anything resembling a real national debate or discussion about how to fix certain problems or what to do in certain situations. We've all gone tribal, which is you're right and I'm wrong. I'm right and you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. And it's just screaming back and forth. 
everybody's trying to one-up everybody else, uh, in a sense, in, in the screaming match. Uh, and it's all, you know, I mean, you look at uh, people who just stare at their phones. I'm one of them. We, we all have our heads in the laptop. We all got the earbuds on. We are drowning in noise. <laughs> and y- y- you're right. You need to get a little, you need to separate yourself from the noise here and there to be able to really think clearly and come up with clear, reasonable ideas in regards to the, the path America is on, the future we're taking. I, that I do believe absolutely. I, 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 I'm glad Tucker admitted that he participated in the noise because he certainly did. Like I said a little while ago, so do I. I'm part of the noise. That's one of the things that I, I mean, I love my job. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that I, I am blessed with a job where it, it's really just me being me. I get paid to be me. It's great. All right. I'm not, I'm not taking away from my love uh, of, of my career and what I do. But my career is based in the noise, you know, and I work, I have to work somewhat hard off the air to disconnect myself from the noise because I can only really figure out what I think about stuff. And that's what I spend most of my time doing beyond prep. I'm really trying to figure out what I think about stuff. And you can only really do that when you're outside the noise. But I also agree with Russell Brand, which is a rare occurrence, in that we're all part of the same circus. (laughs) I agree. Some people are absolutely freaking wrong. And some people, a lot of people are really freaking evil. But we're all part. I'm I'm participating in the circus right now that Russell Brand was talking about a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, all I know, I don't don't know how to fix the world. And I, I don't want anybody taking my advice about anything. I just know for my own personal sanity uh, at this particular moment in American history, I have to work at disconnecting from the noise and just turning it all off on a regular basis. Uh, and again, it, it's in silence and silent contemplation and possibly prayer that you have your most reasonable thoughts, I think, <laughs> or honest thoughts. Maybe that's a better word. So interesting day, or interesting week in America. Okay, one uh, major iconic media figure is uh, kicked off the air uh, for corporate and political reasons. We believe uh, another icon of American culture who really invented, in a sense, the whole concept of reality TV has passed away. Lots to talk about, man. It's Sean on News Talk Five Fifty KPSA. Sean Rima, nine till eleven. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. Six minutes after 10. How are you? Just got your full measure from ABC News there on how bad Donald Trump is and how much he sucks and he's awful and horrible. And if anybody accuses him of anything, it's absolutely true. And that person should be believed. Absolutely right. Unless, of course, you're a woman who accuses Joe Biden of sexual assault or even rape. Then you don't believe them. They're horrible people. And, uh, you know, actually, let's just act like that that didn't happen and pretend it never did happen. And, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about the Trump thing a lot. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like Ron DeSantis. I, I didn't see the Israeli uh, uh, press conference, but I've, I've read a lot of stuff already about how great it was. And he's handling himself very well and good for him. I like Ron DeSantis. If Ron DeSantis were the president, I'd be fine with that. Uh, but, you know, this, this, uh, and this is true. You can see it all around you that there's this odd thought, I guess. Uh, and maybe it's because they claim Joe Biden won in 2020 against Donald Trump. So why can't he do it again? But they really, I guess, do believe, right, that they want to run against Trump because they feel he's a certain loser. And, uh, in fact, we were talking about this earlier in the week, and, and I think I, I, was, I, I wasn't speaking clearly as far as what I was talking about, but folks were saying, yeah, they're calling me up saying, yeah, but people really, really hate Trump, and, you know, and it's, he, he could lose because people, people hate him so much. And I was kind of arguing from the opposite side, saying, well, no, but I know a lot of people who love Donald Trump and want Donald Trump back, and if he will vote for him when the time comes and not think twice about it. 
And and what I was maybe I was misinterpreting that whole discussion because yeah, there are people who hate his guts. Uh, the folks at ABC News, NBC, CBS, CNN—they all hate his stinking guts, and they hate his guts for two reasons, in my opinion. First off, he's little people. He's not of the political class, billionaire though he may be. He's not of them. Uh, and two, they hate his guts because, well, he beat Hillary Clinton, and Hillary Clinton didn't beat, get to be their stinking president. And, and the reason Donald Trump was able to beat Hillary Clinton in 2016, first off, the people who hated his stinking guts completely and grotesquely underestimated the man and underestimated his own support base and, and really weren't listening to what he was saying at that time. Which was pro-America, America first. We're sick of being ashamed of who we are, and, and we're a great country, and we're going to be great again. I mean, it was a message that at that moment, yeah, it resonated with me. And and maybe I'm looking at the world through rosy-ass glasses here, but, you know, I, I think that's going on. I think things are so bad now. I think we're right back there where people want him in. Not only because they still believe in him from the first time, but they, they, they know what he'll do once you plug him in there. So, you know, if they think they can beat it, by all means, you're going to have to cheat real bad this time out, though. And given how much of the radicalized agenda that Joe Biden supports or he's told to support or what have you, Given how extreme it is, I think we're even in a worse moment now, certainly, than we were uh, coming off the, uh, the, the final months of Barack Obama's time in office. He did a lot of damage, but not nearly as much damage as, that has been inflicted on the American people as, as over the past two years. So I, you know, and there, there's another observation I made, and I'm going to, I'll tell you about my trip to the hill country yesterday, because I, I did get some cats. I told you I was going to maybe pick up some cats. I'll tell you about the cats coming up. And how maybe you can own one if you'd like to. Uh, and actually, we actually tattooed on the cats made at Echo Hill. So it's, you know, it's, it's an actual kinky cat, if that makes sense. But, you know, we, we were driving up in the hill country yesterday. I hadn't been up there in a while. We hadn't been up there in a while. And uh, you pull into a gas station there in Bandera. And what do you find in a, a gas station in Bandera? Wow. Trump ball caps. A whole tree of Trump's coming back in 2024. Uh, Donald Trump, red hats, cami hats. I got me a camouflage Trump hat. Trump 2024. I think there were some Trump t-shirts there. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the odd vehicle even now rolling down the street. And it's got a big old flag hanging off the back of it with uh, a Donald Trump flag and an American flag, right? Uh, there's a purse. There's there's a house here in this neighborhood where this radio station is, and this is James. I mean, this is yeah. We we laugh about what a dicey neighborhood it is, but I mean, you know, you got a lot of residential neighborhoods around here, and there are people just living their lives. Oh yeah, paying their mortgages. And uh, there's a house close to this radio station with a big old flag hanging out front that says "F Joe Biden." Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. (laughs) Not going to tell you exactly where, but it's close. We've all seen it. Big honking flag, F. Joe Biden. Um, I know that when I, because I get dressed in the dark, so I never quite know what (laughs) T-shirt I'm going to be sporting that on any given day. And when I'm walking through the H-E-B and I got my Let's Go Brandon shirt on, I get a lot of handshakes. Point being, and my wife and I were talking about this driving home from Kinky's last night. When's the last time you you saw a, a, a president, let alone an ex-president's name, on a ball cap? I mean, the guy's got merch. I mean, yes, it, directly in a campaign season, you can buy all kinds of stuff. You know, your, your candidate's name on it, hats, bumper stickers, yard signs. Okay, the Trump merch never went away, though. <laughs> You look at how people respond to him now at a rally uh, that f- puts more butts in the seats than freaking Pearl Jam. And people will wait for days in line 
just so they can stand outside the venue and watch Trump talk for three hours on a video screen. I, if you can think of another president in modern history with modern media, you know, that, that had that level of passion, you know what I mean? I mean, rock star passion. People loved Ronald Reagan. Yes, people loved JFK. Because he was young and pretty. Maybe Clinton? Maybe Clinton to a certain extent, but I've, I've never seen it. I, I could honestly say I'm 56. I've never seen anything like the Trump phenomenon. So, you know, I don't say, I'm not saying at the end of the day that wins the day. I don't know. The one thing that we do know at this particular moment is things are incredibly hard to predict because anything's possible. All I know is that when I'm taking a day trip with my wife into the hill country, okay, I could stop at a lot of convenience stores and buy a Trump hat. <laughs> and I see a lot of Trump stuff, you know, in San Antonio. So uh, I, you know, by all means, if you think you can beat him, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally misreading the tea leaves here. But it, I, I, I'm, I'm reminded of 2015 and 2016 in the sense of the level of disappointment and frustration uh, with folks in the state of the country and the direction at that time that it was taking. And whatever that was at that moment, that Donald Trump, who I also was a guy who spent his entire adult life not taking Donald Trump seriously, Uh, remember when he's into the birther thing, you know, back in the day, I, I would see the guy's a fame hog. He's a weirdo. Never in my dreams would I ever have thought, have thought that that guy from the apprentice and that guy from the art of the deal and that guy was not only going to end up being the president of the United States of America, but an enormously successful and effective president. Okay. Just so happens that Turned out to be Donald Trump. And I think people are so frustrated on so many different levels right now that, yeah, Trump's talking to them again, and they're hearing it. And uh, if the left think that that's the guy they want to run against, by all means, baby. 210-599-5555. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back 20 minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA. Let's go to the phones. Here's Denise. Denise, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Sean? I'm doing pretty good. What's on your brain there? What are you thinking? Hey, we just uh, went to New York City. We uh, got some tickets to a concert at Madison Square Garden. So we thought, what the heck? We'll just go to Trump Tower and see what's going on over there. Well, everybody needs to take a trip to Trump Tower. They've got the most amazing merchandise I've ever seen. (laughs) Very high quality. um, Right. Red, white, and blue. It is typical Trump. Very, you know, off the charts, very high-end stuff. Wow. Golf merchandise. There's. It's because just, I want people to have beautiful hats. These are not just exactly. ball caps. These are the most beautiful it's hats not, in the world. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's not just caps. It's like he's got, like, gold cards. Gold cards? Playing cards? <laughs> yes. I mean, just, you know, whiskey glasses. Right. He's got a whiskey bar. He's got, <laughs> and it's all typical Trump. It's beautiful. So now, if so, y'all ever have a chance to go up to New York City, totally go to Trump Tower. Everybody I, walked in and right. optimistic and wow. happy and giddy. And it, it was just, it was fantastic. That's so, so racist, all that happiness and giddiness stuff. You're just supporting the white supremacist uh, establishment. Um, now, let me ask. So, this was recently you were up there, or out there? Yeah, last week. Um, last now, week. let me ask you this: What was the rest of the city like? Did you get to see any of the rest of the city? Yes. Is it bad? It I mean, is, did you? Um, you walk out of the city, or walk out of the hotel? We were in the right. double town. You know, three hundred dollar night hotels, probably you know typical, but it was sure. it was a nice hotel. Right. Nothing but pot smoke. And I hate to say, I know people are for, for smoking pot, but it smelled, the whole city smelled like urine and crime. And mm. it was exactly how people are, are you know, portraying. Right. Uh, wow. Exactly. I, if I could do that, I could have done it. But it was, 
<laughs> I was so glad to get home. Yeah. I was so glad. That, uh, Times Square was scary. I mean, people, and I've been there many times before, right. but it was just exactly like they, they, you know, portrayed it. Right. It's um, a shame. It's sad. Pretty, you know, of course, Manhattan, Upper Manhattan was not like that, but Midtown, you know, was right. exact. And people, you know, home was all over the place. Well, I, I had a, a buddy of mine, uh, of our fa- a friend of our family's, uh, uh, one of my son's friends, uh, had just gone out there. Uh, probably the same weekend. He was out there last week. And he's another one who's been out to the city on a number of occasions. And he said exactly the same stuff. He said there's a reek, there's a smell to New York City Absolutely. now that you, you you notice as soon as you get off the, the plane or the bus or the train. Yeah, and I'm, not, I'm not against people doing that, but I feel like legalizing it there, it just – People are just sitting around right. smoking pot. Well, but he said, he said, you know, he smoked weed, smelled weed, but he smelled urine. He smelled filth. He smelled garbage. Oh, he I said there's a everything. horrible I... stink over yeah. the city right now that it, it's not metaphorical. It's when you actually are in the city, you smell this reek everywhere you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he was walking up. They were walking up out of a subway station. And not to be graphic, but somebody had just taken a crap on a newspaper right there on the stairwell. Absolutely. It is. It was. I was shocked. I was like, wow. "This is if this is what our democratic cities look like, we're in." Well, big, if big that's problem. what you want here, by all means, vote for Prop A. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Denise, thank you so much. I appreciate your insight. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank, you, sir. thank you. I bet. I bet Trump Tower is the only place in New York City right now that's happy. <laughs> you know, people go there and they feel good about stuff. Tell me, people are leaving New York right now. You're seeing mass exodus, uh, a mass exodus from cities like New York, which used to be called the New Rome, right? We used to call New York Rome, the Rome of uh, the Western uh, Hemisphere, the New Paris, you know, and all that stuff way back in the day. And, uh, uh, I, I, you know, it, 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 that's coming here. Look, we've already got an uptick in crime, and I don't know if you've noticed. I know I say this all the time, and I'm not to be, trying to be a bummer here. When I get back, I'm going to talk about little kittens. When I come back after the break, we're going to talk about cute little cutesy pootsy kittens. Okay, so uh, kitty, uh, some kitty, uh, 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 kitty talk coming up next to make you happy. See, Mister Man, making it negative like they're fighting. They haven't even met the other cats yet. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But you know, uh, talking about the serious stuff. You and I both know that when we drive around this town right now, I've lived here long enough now. I've lived here a dozen years. I've actually lived in San Antonio at this stage of my life longer in one place than I've ever lived in my entire life. I've never lived in one town this long. And I remember what it was like when I first moved here. And uh, I observe what I see now. And don't tell me you're not seeing a lot more garbage where you, when you drive around. You're not seeing a lot more people on the streets. Uh, you're not hearing about a lot more crime. Again, uh, you know, I, I told Trey this the other day, I, I watch a lot more local news now than I used to because there's stuff going on in my neighborhood. I mean, we had that six-month-old kid that got shot uh, as a result of some road rage crap a, a week ago. That was down the street from where I, from where I freaking live, man. If you're a small business owner... And you're already struggling to get by after COVID, and and, and now the mayor—well, not the mayor anymore, because he, you know, absolved himself from supporting uh, Prop A. But you're certainly getting the flyers. I've gotten the flyers. James, have you gotten any of the flyers? For, I've got. Well, you you guys don't live directly in the city. I get the flyers all the time with Rosie Castro's face on it, and all the city council members who think Prop A is great. I got one in the mail yesterday. We're going to bring bring equity to law enforcement and the justice system in San Antonio. You know, they kind of gloss over uh, in their their PowerPoint presentation and their glossy ass cost a lot of money handouts that they're sending us in the freaking mail. They don't tell you what other people, people in New York City know, people in L.A. know, people in Baltimore, Chicago, what a lot of folks are already aware of. When you head down that path of making crime legal, basically, of decriminalizing crime and and putting uh, uh, pompous, no-experience, 
uh, box checkers in charge of the police, this is what happens. Okay? You do A, B, C, and D. Let's say you do Prop A. You get uh, result number C or letter C, which is your your town goes down the tubes immediately. Crime goes off the charts. Businesses start shutting their doors. So if you want San Antonio to reek, not of tacos, but of stank and filth and human refuse and crime and all that stuff, well, by all means, support Prop A. You'll have it here in San Antonio in short order. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean Rima on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Rima Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. 1037. Let's talk about little kitties. Let's talk about little cats. I uh, well, yeah, I've been telling you, you know, we 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 have, well, we we had six cats. We still have the cats. I didn't mean to make it sound like we got rid of them. We we have six cats. Six cats. Six cats. Two dogs. We had a few sea monkeys at one point, but they've all since you know slid slid from the mor- from the mortal coil. We had a fish, I think, at one point, too, but that fish is no longer alive. But we have six cats, two dogs, and, you know, uh, my friend Kinky Freeman, uh, you know, has some cats up there on Echo Hill. One of the cats gave Bart. In fact, you, if you remember, you've been listening to the show, you know that we got our, our cat Jarvis, who is arguably the most famous cat in all of San Antonio. Jarvis was a what we call a kinky cat. <laughs> then we brought down from Echo Hill. But I, 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 I'm contacted by Kinky's sister, Marcy, uh, I don't know, a few about a week ago, and we hadn't seen Kinky in a while, so we were planning to make a day trip up there and hang out with him. And Marcy calls me and says, we got four new cats, little kittens, in the shed. And uh, I'm looking at my wife and daughter, and we're sitting around, and my son, we're all sitting around. Well, you know. James and Don, why not one more? You know, we could do one more. We could do one more cat. Let's have one more cat. Just one more cat. Just, just one more just cat. Just one. Now, I thought about maybe taking two because my wife has OCD, so the odd number of seven is a little hard for her. Maybe we'll take two and have eight cats. Okay, just two. Just, just two. two more. Just, okay. That's it. That's I made a big deal out of it on the air. I think I did say I was going to put my foot down. <laughs> that's funny, isn't it? I mean, you Me can putting my foot down at home. <laughs> you can do it. I can do it, but it's usually when I'm just putting on my shoes. And then you get vetoed. I get vetoed. They have the power of the veto. <laughs> my cats have the power of veto over me. And so, you know, we get up there, and before I swear to, I think before we left there, my daughter Alicia was like, "You guys are coming back with all of them." Like, no, we're only going to get one, maybe two. And so we get out there. Putting my foot down. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Makes me laugh every time I say it's it. It's the funniest thing I've heard <laughs> you say in 10 my, years. Putting my foot down. That's yeah. so funny. Because we know where that foot ends up as soon as it hits the ground. Someone else's foot ends up my ass. Yeah. Along with many other things, medically. Uh, and so, sorry. And so we drive up there, and there's four cats. They're in the little shed there where the mom put them. That's where the cats ended up uh, next to, you know, Kinky's uh, cabin there. And they're cute. You know, and they're meowing, and we love cats, and we're a soft touch. But still, I'm kind of like still thinking, no, well, only two. And then the turning point came when Marcy Friedman said, because my wife asked her, so what happens if we don't adopt them? She doesn't really talk that way, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What if we just leave them here? And Marcy says, well, the dogs will probably get them, or the dogs are the coyotes, because they're right they're close to the lodge, so if they, they're going to get out, right. and they got a lot of coyotes up there, which have taken cat kittens before, mm-hmm. and the dogs, I mean, that's not their fault. They're dogs. They'll start playing around with a little kitten and end up accidentally killing it. So Marcy said to my wife, yeah, if you don't take them, they'll probably die. You know, and I'm... <laughs> And then Sarah, that's the way he heard it. And yeah. I see the look in my wife's eye, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. We're taking all four, aren't we? Yep. 
Yep. So we ended up driving home with my wife with a cat carrier on her lap with four little kittens, and they're really, really young. They're only like three or four weeks old. They're still learning how to freaking walk. They're that young. Eyes just opened and Eyes just opened. They don't even know how to eat. They're teaching themselves how to freaking eat, man. They're that stinking young. Mm -hmm. So now I have ten cats under my roof. Mm Mm-hmm. And what we're, I'm going to let you know this, because what we're probably going to do, and I'll talk to Steve on the phone here, and we'll talk about the news and stuff, is that, you know, Kinky does the five-star, or the gold star camp every year for first responder kids, gold star kids. What is this? Oh, this is the official pet adoption song. Oh, it's Sarah McLaughlin. Is this Sarah McLaughlin? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, finish your story. <laughs> What's going to happen to them? All the cats will die. They'll be ripped apart by wild beasts <laughs> if you don't take them home. <laughs> I'm surprised Marcy didn't pull out like a little Sally Struthers, like a little, like a little iPod playing Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, playing this song in the back. This is a moment. I'm looking at my wife. Jesus, honey, four. That doesn't make ten. But Mr. Sean, if we don't take them, as Marcy says. All the kittens will be ripped to shreds by wild beasts, coyotes, feral hogs. <laughs> They'll kill them. We must take them, Mr. John. We must take them. So if you'd like to adopt one of my ten cats, I'll get you a freaking T-shirt. No, um... <laughs> I must, that's all. That's the most Sarah McLaughlin I've heard since I did Easy Rock. Okay, so I need a break. But point well taken. Soon as she said the cats probably won't make it if we don't take them, my wife was like, "We're taking them." Mm-hmm. So we got ten cats. <laughs> and with my mom's passing, they actually have their own wing of the house now. There's four oh, cats that have their own room. Yep. Uh, and what we're, what, what we're going to do is, and this, I'm not gonna, it's going to take a couple of weeks because they're too young to adopt out right now. They're just too, way too young. So we're going to hold on to them for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right, James. Yeah. James just shot me a lot. Uh-huh, yeah. And I, and the idea ass. was to adopt a couple out to these people listening. And, it, you know, we'll do something like if you make a do- donation to Kinky's Camp, which is a nonprofit, so it's ch- straight up charity. Well, you know, let's take one of the cats. You but that's two weeks from now. You can't name them. If you really don't want right. to keep don't them, give you them cannot a name. give them a name. Don't even refer to them as a number. <laughs> yes. Just that one. Give them different pronouns. James is a betting man, Don. Oh, yeah. What I'm... odds would you lay on the two-week period of time between the idea we're going to adopt two out and just freaking right. keeping them? <laughs> Okay, uh, that you give out two and keep two, right? That's, that's an even money bet. That is something I would like to. That would I think be a good plan. That's an even money bet because we do want to help Kinky's. Well, yeah. Look, uh, uh, nonprofit. Well, that, and I'm going to be totally honest. The man's family. We all, you know, my kids have known Kinky their whole lives. I mean, these their weird uncle lives up in the hill country, and he's he rescues animals. I told him yesterday. I said, "Well, you rescue the dogs, and I'll take care of the cats." <laughs> You know? <laughs> Inside city limits, I could do cats, okay? Yeah. You know, and, and you get all the dogs and the horse. He's got a new, couple of new horses they've adopted running around the property, so he's adopted some some horses. Uh, but I'm like, I'll take care of the, the feline quotient, you know? Right. In in in, in, uh, in with the se- thought with the thought being that you will you will get them to the point where they can take care of themselves somewhat, at least yes, eat which... on their own, and then find good homes for them here in the area. Well, over the next two weeks, we'll right. keep them, take care of them, get a little stronger, a little bigger, learn right. how to freaking walk, and and, and we'll adopt ready. out a couple of them. Okay, you'll... unless of course we form some kind of emotional attachment to them over the next two weeks. You had an emotional At attachment to all four of them <laughs> on the way home. You said I, earlier that I'm you just, stopped at a Chick-fil-A on the way home. You were probably offering the kittens a little bite of your sandwich on prob- the way home. I, I, I think my hey, wife like let some, her uh, lick, the, like let some, one lick the bun or something, you know? Like some waffle fries, little buddy? You want to lick, lick a waffle fry, little buddy? Yeah. Meow. Meow. Don't let me be eaten by animals. <laughs> I don't want to be ripped apart by jackals. Please keep us. Put some Polynesian sauce on his finger, sticking it in the cat. 
little kittens to live Polynesian on. sauce. Nope, that's too hard to come by. But they're going to have regular Chick-fil-A sauce anytime oh, so they want. Because that stuff grows on trees. That stuff's all yeah. over the place. Because that's Jesus food. That's a Jesus condiment. We've got some of that here. I just, is that what that is out there? Uh, I'm just saying that, you know, we'll see how the next two weeks go. We're going to keep them for two weeks. We're going to keep at least one, probably two. I'm Sarah McLaughlin. I'm not getting any gigs these days. But you know what? Even Lilith Fair has cut bait with me. But I'll tell you what. The little dogs shivering in the winter, they love my ass. They love me because I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Didn't she actually make fun of herself in a recent commercial that was for something? Yeah. I forget what it was for. She's got a good sense of humor. Right. Well, Canadian, they're all funny. Just one more thing before. Yeah, they are. Yep. And Freckly, too. We have Just a good, one more, good time. One more observation about the Sarah McLaughlin, because I do adopt, we do adopt pets and rescue them, and that's what we do in my house. Okay. The only thing about those commercials, okay, I know you're getting some B-roll there, but could you let the freaking dog off the chain and put him in someplace warm instead of taking so much damn footage of him? <laughs> freaking dogs are like, <laughs> yeah, I'm freezing. And they're like, okay, we got to get a camera shot. they got to get the footage, right, sure. to show you so you'll feel horrible and send them some freaking money and get the freaking T-shirt. And in the meantime. Meantime, little, you know, bingo there is freezing his ass off. <laughs> Tied to a, a wire coil, you know. I mean, a wire spool, you know. Bingo. Put him in. To put get him some food, man. Get him a blanket. You got a whole freaking film crew sitting there watching the damn dog shiver. All right, two one zero. Acting like you're Cecil B. DeMille. In the meantime, Bingo over here is freezing. Little Snoopy is going. Are you done shooting yet? He's like, George, he's like George Clooney on a winter shoot, right? He's like, are you done? <laughs> this isn't the Empire Strikes Back. I'm freaking freezing. All right. 210-599-5555. We can record this in the car. Can't you CGI the freaking cold? <laughs> I'm a dog. I'm on a chain. I'm starving. I haven't eaten six months. CGI the, the, the freaking winter, okay? Take my ass inside. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Steve, we'll talk to you when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Republican, Democrat, Independent, San Antonio's party station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Let's recap. Then we'll talk to Steve. Uh, don't vote for Prop A. Uh, Jerry Springer's dead. And I am a an eccentric cat lady uh, trapped inside a middle-aged man's body. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What's going on with you? The greatest cat adoption story ever told. <laughs> the only thing... The only thing that you were missing was the rattlesnake. So when you write the poem, when you when you write the poem, don't leave out the rattlesnakes. Mister Sean, the rattlesnakes they'll eat the kittens if we don't take them. That's funny. I was, uh, I, <laughs> I, I was calling about the. Uh, you had some callers calling about the stink emanating from once great Democrat-controlled yes. cities. Yes. And actually. Blood has a very distinctive smell. I don't mm. know if you've ever smelled a large quantity of blood, yep. but blood yep, has have, a very actually. distinctive smell, Yeah, and, and so does death. So actually, that stench that's emanating from those cities is, is actually the, the smell of death and blood that is, that is it's, prevalent it's, in, in right. Democrat-controlled cities. But you're right. It's a smell. Well, it's the smell of death and the stuff that causes death, you know? Uh, it's just human ruin, uh, and and if I've heard this from several different people now, especially with New York City, that say as soon as the New York City ha- air hits you, wherever you are in the city, and the city's you know a fairly large city, you smell it. You smell this reek, uh, and I've had people say that to me independently of each other, and it it's like, the, wow, uh, if you want that here, then by all means support Prop A. <laughs> It, it, it really is the smell of death yeah. of a once great uh, American city, and they're just killing them all. Yep, I agree, man. I agree. Steve, as usual, thank you for the call, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I got some cats if you want to adopt one. Uh, but it's true, you know, and and they, 
and and Tucker touches on touched on this in in his uh, his Twitter video to a certain extent. You know, because it, it really does come down to, and I know this is a tribalistic thing for me to say, but there really is a difference between right and wrong. There really is a right and there really is a wrong uh, when it comes to certain issues concerning the human condition. And a lot of the stuff that is uh, that you're hearing and that people, for some bizarre reason, especially on the left, think is just the... The greatest idea, what a great human evolution, this equity stuff. Police are awful, they're, right, they're racist, let's cut their funding, let's get rid of the cops. We need social organizers and uh, community organizers and shrinks out there handling what the cops do and de-escalating and all that stuff. They just love the crap out of I, I, this stuff. I don't know why. Where has it worked? Where has, where has the stuff presented in Prop A worked? Nowhere. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know for the folks in this city who support it, what magical thing they think is going to happen in San Antonio that's not happening in all these other cities. You can point to cities, you know, specifically and say they did this and this is what happened. They did this. This is what happened. They did this. This is what happened. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, I, the, the, my roots are here in San Antonio. I, I, have, I am vested, invested in San Antonio. I want to spend the rest of my life here in San Antonio. And most of you, I believe, do as well. You're either born here or you came here like I did and found a home. It's time to stand up for our home and don't let our home be destroyed by mere politicians okay that's (laughs) mere politicians because that's what they are and they are fairly mere fairly short-sighted in a sense when it comes to their own careerism so you know get out there and vote i know it's going to be uh we're taking a break tomorrow for (laughs) battle of flowers because we're san antonio and we rock that way but you know we don't let any pesky politics get in between fiesta and a good time so but just make sure you get out there and vote and vote against prop a vote against prop a Again, if you care about this city in any measurable way, you got to get out there and do your part. And then beyond that, I would advise you to do the same thing Tucker kind of advised us to do in a way last night. We got to disconnect from the noise, get away from the noise. You know what's cool about little kittens and wiener dogs? <laughs> you you can't hang out with a kitten or a wiener dog and not smile, man. And that's why God put them there. And uh, if I want to, you know, wrap this whole gig up today, uh, don't ever lose sight of the little things in life. Just really just being freaking alive, man. Hanging out with a kitten. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan. I'm a good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Except for extreme circumstances, people are usually happier when they're with someone with whom they want to be. Till next time, take care of yourself and each other. Yeah.